It's time for Conversations with the Mayors, brought to you by the Chamber for a Greater Chapel Hill Carborough, home to one of the most diverse and collaborative and fastest growing communities of business leaders in North Carolina. The Chamber is uniquely qualified to help you with the people, resources, and opportunities that you need to succeed. Learn more about membership at carolinachamber.org. We are joined now by Chapel Hill Mayor Jess Anderson. Jess, how's your Thursday going? It's going well. Happy Valentine's Week, Andrew. It is Valentine's Week. Uh, we, uh, My wife and I went out to brunch on Valentine's Day. Nice. And we did not realize that we, we kind of didn't put together that we were going out to brunch on Valentine's, on Valentine's Day until Day. we were leaving. And we were like, whoa. I hope we don't need like reservations or something. That's what my husband and I did because we had a work session last night. So oh. we did lunch and we yep. did make reservations and then we got there and it was not that full. <laughs> so but you never know. You never know. Especially in a college town. I don't know what the kids are doing these days. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we can't keep up. <laughs> we actually just ran a story from Carolina Connection yesterday about how like people in that generation don't really love valentine's day right. and don't participate they as also much don't as... drink alcohol apparently like, i know I, I was recently learning that, that too gen x does not understand <laughs> i'll tell you kids these days <laughs> that's right <laughs> let's get back into the exciting business of uh, the local government meeting sure. and uh, budget season so you had a uh, a meeting last night what were the takeaways from that what was the most exciting thing in that conversation for you well, budget season is exciting <laughs> for me, <laughs> and we might try to even make it exciting for your listeners. Who knows? Um, so last night, we um, we dove into two really important topics, being um, affordable housing and capital projects. And, you know, I do worry sometimes that as soon as I say the word plan and budget, people's eyes glaze over. Um, but really, these are decisions that people really care about, that like replacing our fire stations, creating new affordable housing. Um, and adding on to our parks. So I hope people will follow along with our budget season and also like not switch the channel right this moment. Um, but we heard from our staff last night about capital projects um, and that there are currently 24 large scale projects listed in our 15 year plan. So these are things like new fire stations or greenway extensions. And so though that level, that kind of large scale project is um, considered something that costs over a million dollars and it lasts more than 10 years. And so those are things that we often um, deal with through bonds. Um, so with nine people at the table, um, there are always interesting conversations. And so as a first step, before we started kind of diving into the list, we talked about identifying cr criteria that we wanted to use to help us decide as a group what to prioritize. Um, and so some of the things like impact and urgency of each project seems like pretty standard. You know, we want to make sure that that we um, are safe, that it doesn't cost a lot more to leave it and not fix it. Um, we also always have an equity lens on our work, but um, something uh, we we added last night that was new was a resilience lens, so which ties into our work to address climate change. So I think that's a really great addition. And when you get new council members, you get cool perspectives on that. So um, how does that work mechanically? Uh, yeah, TBD. <laughs> that was my question. Um, I said we've never really done that before, and so I think our um, our resiliency officer. Um, John Richardson will probably be involved in helping us think about what what are the what is the impact of these projects on our long range resiliency plans and do these make us more resilient less resilient or is it neutral I mean that that's how I would imagine as a policy analyst we might deal with it but um, I'm not 
a climate scientist, so maybe there's an even smarter way to do it. We'll see. But um, that's something that I think our staff is going to figure out a way to add that um, lens to what we do. Um, and so bonds, of course, are the way we do that. An interesting thing about Chapel Hill that I did not know and is not true about most other municipalities, apparently, is that we set aside a portion of our budget each year to cover our debt fund. So it means that we're able to pay um, pay down our debt like our transit center and the library um, without raising taxes. And so as soon as those things are retired or they roll out, then we can afford new exciting things that we need. So. Um, as many people will remember, the town's last voter-approved bond was in 2015, and we've been using those past eight years to use those funds to complete a number of great projects. And so this is just the start of the conversation. We have a lot to learn and consider, but if we do decide to issue bonds, which I imagine we will, um, we'll need to approve the referendum um, in November 2025. So that'll come to the voters. All right. Um, as far as capital projects go, is there anything kind of getting close to to starting in a way where folks would notice it in the next year or so? You know, you talked about some of those long-term plans that are that are very far out. Is there anything that we might actually see some movement on that people would notice around town? Well, I guess it depends how we deal with our budget. I, I personally would hope that people would start seeing at least one of our fire stations get redeveloped. Um, there are fire stations that are just not in good shape. We know we already have kind of the information on the list, the priority list of which ones need to be tackled first. And we want to partner with the county um, and maybe have some other um, town offices there, um, as well as maybe put some affordable housing there, too. So we um, we have a plan. I think we just really need to start executing on it, especially for, I think it's Fire Station 4 that is up by Weaver Dairy and MLK. That would be our first. Does the impending uh, police station move, does that fall under capital needs as well, with the, the build-out for the new space once they're able to do that? It would have mm -hmm. if we were re redeveloping the site or if we were building um, because so far the plan has been in the interim to rent space that actually comes under our operating budget so it would not be um, a large-scale capital project now if we decide to build somewhere then that would that would then fall again under our our deck gotcha different different bucket of funds different there. bucket of funds <laughs> yep exactly uh, what about the affordable housing update what was what's new on that front um, we got kind of a, we got an update on what the staff has been working on, on some projects that are coming forward. There's a wonderful, robust list of projects for the next five years that the staff has kind of identified, um, identified potential partners to work on them. And I think we have about two years more of funding um, for most of those things. And then after that, we um, we have funding gaps, so that'll be something to consider as part of a potential bond referendum is how are we going to cover some of that needed capacity in terms of um, ability to, you know, bring money, especially for certain types of projects, like when we go for low-income tax credits, which are a really important way for us to get um, very, very low-income housing out of the ground. Um, the town has to put some money forward. We have to leverage town funds in order to get these tax credits. So there are important places and times when we're going to need to have those town funds ready to go. This is Conversations with the Mayors. That's the voice of Chapel Hill Mayor Jess Anderson. 
I'm Andrew Stuckey, and we're talking about the town council meeting. I've got some other questions, but uh, is there anything else from that meeting that you wanted to mention before we move on? Um, I don't think so. I think we just had a really good conversation. We're trying to move our work sessions to be conversational, educate, educational, collaborative. We're trying to really work on talking about interests as opposed to getting stuck in positions um, so that we can solve problems and our staff can address issues in creative ways. So um, I think we're, we're, you know, we're, we're having a good budget season. We're having good work sessions. Um, I think we're working well together. It's also the middle now of Black History Month, so I thought I'd give you this opportunity if there's any Black History Month activities around the community that you wanted to highlight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we are in the middle of Black History Month, and there are lots of ways for people to celebrate and learn about our amazing Black leaders and the contribution contributions of our Black neighbors, past and present, to, um, you know, to really move Chapel Hill forward. Um, tonight at the library, there's a great one. It's at 6 p.m., and it's a great program called Telling Black Stories with, um, among others, poet Jackie Shelton Green. So that should be fantastic. Um, for folks who enjoy podcasts, we have the Recollecting, Recollecting Chapel Hill podcast, which features stories about the black experience in Chapel Hill from the inside out and the bottom up. And for folks who want to be outdoors, there are opportunities to learn from our public art like the Elizabeth Cotton and African-American Trailblazers murals. And plus, the Jackson Center has created an audio tour and walk of the historic Northside neighborhood. So please check all of those things out. I will say one of the things that I have loved the most is just taking my kids to the kids section of the public library. And they have some really cool displays up there of various kind of age appropriate um, in terms of reading level books um, about various black leaders. And so just letting them peruse those and get to ask questions and learn myself has been really cool. Also wanted to talk about a feedback session that's coming up tonight at the Chapel Hill Community Center as there are plans in the works to build an inclusive playground at Community Center Park. I wanted to ask you about that as well as we were talking about some of those uh, improvements made to town facilities. Yeah, this is a really exciting one. We are trying to make it so that we don't just have one in inclusive playground, that all of our playgrounds are inclusive. Um, that's really, I think, aligned with our values in this community. But um, this one, our Parks and Rec staff has asked a manufacturer of inclusive playground equipment to share information with everyone about the latest and greatest in inclusive playground equipment, which is just really exciting. It'll be um, at the library, and it's open to people of all ages this evening at 6. We're talking with Chapel Hill Mayor Jess Anderson, and we are just about out of time. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention? There is um, another meeting before <laughs> the meeting before the meeting. <laughs> um, at 5 p.m., we have a virtual meeting about a proposed affordable apartment community called Longleaf Trace, which is on Legion Road, not on the town parcel, but close by. Um, Council has two meetings coming up. The Committee on Economic Sustainability meets tomorrow morning at 8. That'll be in the library. We have another work session next Wednesday, February 21st at 6. Um, we'll be discussing housing and environmental policies as part of our rewriting our rules, our LUMA rewrite. Um, those will all be at the library. And, of course, early voting is underway, so please get out and vote. Jess, great stuff as always. Thanks for stopping by, and I look forward to talking next week. Or are you gone next week? I think I'm out next right. week. We'll see and you we'll have And we'll have a, an amazing guest for you. I look um, forward to it and I'll see you in a fortnight. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Andrew.